Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. You know, this is that time of year. I probably say it every segment. And uh, if you're a regular listener of Coast View, don't get sick of me saying it. Because there's some people who are just listening for the first time and hearing it for the first time. But there is something special about this time of year because it gives you an opportunity to sort of look around you and remind you who and what around you is important. And um, and Benjamin Franklin, I shared this 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 comment I think in the last week or two. But Benjamin Franklin said that kind of the, the the key to a good conscience is to have that Christmas spirit year round. And you know, don't just find the moment in this Christmas season to show for you know thanks. And to remember what is important, but to bring that into your life every single day. I think that's the challenge of Christmas. You know, also, I was really touched by that, by that quote that I read uh, in the last week or so that said that um, everything is better. Every, every problem is easier to solve. All the life seems better when there's a Christmas tree in the living room. <laughs> so there's something special about that. But, you know, I bring all that up for this reason. Our next guest is the president and CEO of the Palmer House, Drake Bassett. First of all, let me just say good morning, Drake. How are you doing? Good morning. Great to see you again. It's good to see you, too. What, I, what I'm reminded of when you and I have conversations about foster care and the work that you guys are doing is that there are too many kids that don't have the opportunity to have a Christmas tree in the living room. And this time of year in particular, as it relates to the Palmer House, is a really, really special time of the year. But, and, and look, and I don't want to make your pitch. That's why you're on the show. But I'll say this. What's touched me about the Palmer House, and I know that Supertalk Mississippi Media has had a multi-year commitment to help you guys in very significant ways. What touches me about you is that there's sort of a, there's a multifaceted aspect to what you do. First of all, the foster care part of what you do is incredibly important. But then there's a messaging side of what you do that's also really important. And we'll come to this in a second, but one of your goals was to sort of increase and maybe expand that messaging in coastal Mississippi, and you've made progress in that, in that area. But before we get into all of that, let me just say, how are things going with you guys so far, I would say so far, this year? And what does Christmas mean to you at the Palmer House? Well, uh, the first answer is things are going very well. Um, and I think, you know, as everybody makes their way out of the COVID sort of culture um, and finds their footing, um, you know, it's allowed us to sort of come back out and reconnect with a lot of people who during the COVID months that were most severe um, were probably shut away from us a little bit. And, you know, they, they, we were in their prayers and we were on the phone and all of that. But it sure has been nice over these past few months to reconnect because, to your point, I think people do care about what's happening to children uh, in difficult situations. And COVID brought about some interesting challenges. Um, but the short answer is we're, we're doing very well. And we're very excited to connect um, because we understand that people believe uh, in the heart of what we do. And uh, we don't do this alone. Um, you know, we, we really do this with everybody's participation. And and just knowing that there are hearts and minds out there who care about these things 
is what's been so great. So things are going very well. We're growing in all aspects, and we're very excited about that because that means we're reaching children. Uh, Christmas is is a is a real special time. Um, and to your point, you know, um, the idea of a Christmas tree in the house, things do change, um, and the lights. And the possibility of, of, you know, maybe a gift or two or, you know, and of course, all of our children do receive gifts. Um, but just it's really the atmosphere, right? I mean, that's what you're talking about. This is something changes. And and that's tapping into, you know, themes that our country and themes that multiple generations for centuries have embraced at this time of year, that there's something bigger than us uh, and that there's something more important you know, than, than what's right in front of us. And somehow or another, that really seeps into the homes and the conversation and the food and the atmosphere and the music. And our children get to experience that sometimes for the first time in their life. And so I'm very, very excited that Christmas is here. Uh, my view of Christmas, I may have been a bit of a, uh, you know, uh, who knows, I might've been a bit of a Grinch along the way, but I don't think so. But, but in reality, it's bigger than it ever been before. Well, I've had the opportunity to visit here on the show with Judge Mike Dickinson, who incidentally has been very, he and his wife have been very committed to foster care, but, but as, a, as a youth court judge has been, you know, really focused on making sure that he and his team are focused on, on protecting children and giving them the best opportunities to succeed in life. Judge Favre over in Hancock County, same kind of conversations, so many passionate leaders in the community. But it seems like this always comes up, and that is this notion that when you're talking about kids struggling, and, and you know, one of my one of my big issues on the show is human trafficking, especially as it relates to kids. But, but aside from human trafficking, just in general, when kids are when kids are struggling, it's hard for the average person to get their head around that, or maybe they don't want to get their head around it because the problem is, it's hard to think about it. It's hard to think about a struggling child, just like it's hard to think about someone who might be on a respirator dying of COVID. It's hard to right. think about it. It's there. It's always there. But it's, it's safer not to think about it. I think in, in this moment, though, as we see this movement toward charitable giving, people wanting to pay it for You know, I, I said the other day that, you know, people who, who maybe businesses or individuals are saying, you know, what kind of new gift do I get this year? What do I do this year that's going to be different? And you're, what you're seeing is a shift more toward paying it forward and, and uh, identifying charitable organizations like yours. And you're right. It, it, in this moment, there is an opportunity to remind people what organizations like yours do so that people who might be sort of a little bit more generous than normal or maybe looking for a different approach to, to gift giving can connect to it. And uh, I hope what you see at this time of the year is a little bit more opportunity as it relates to that because you, you can't get enough help, can you? No, you really can't. And, you know, it's really interesting how, you know, this time of year, we, we think about gifts and we think about children receiving and, and we kind of worry about that. Well, I hope there's, you know, for a long time. Uh, and, and it's kind of a funny thread for me because I remember as a child receiving, you know, gifts. And but my mother always made a point of in our stockings, uh, there would be an orange or a, a grapefruit or something, you know, and I'm like, and I just grew up with, okay, so there's fruit in my stocking. Well, come to realize that the reason she did that was because her parents did that for her, uh, and they had come out of the Great Depression. And during the Great Depression, uh, 
availability, something that resonates with us a little bit today, uh, of everything, was, was just wasn't that way. Um, and not everybody always in America has had five or seven gifts under the tree. Uh, and there was a time when a lot of people would have been really happy on Christmas morning to have a very fresh piece of fruit. And it's a reminder that you know, we don't always have those things. And now today in a culture where there, there is capability, possibility of giving, uh, it's easy to overwhelm. You know, we worry about overwhelming, you know, kids. Well, for the kids that we serve, a balance of, of gifts, yes. But I think what's most important about that experience isn't the toy that they're going to get, although that's great. What's really going on in that moment is the safety and the connection and the, and the belief in that moment that I'm surrounded by people who care about me. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's anything more valuable to a child, any child, but especially a child who has experienced, um, and we use that word frequently, I, I do, vulnerability. You know, we think about yeah. what does it mean to be vulnerable? Yeah. Well, we think about our worst possible moments and things like that. But for a child, vulnerability means that they're sometimes in circumstances that are beyond their control. And that usually does involve safety, whether it's emotional abuse or whether it's physical abuse or think even more severe vulnerability from a sexual standpoint that they cannot control. That kind of experience is frightening. And so to put a child in a situation where that's not there and they are able to experience safety and, and joy. So it's not always just about that toy. It's so much bigger than that. And, and as you said at the beginning of the show, it's not just on Christmas day. We want that to be true of every day for that child. And, and so it's a great time to reflect on, you know, when you said this time of year, you can never do too much. I, I would say to people, believe in that moment and pay for that moment, create yeah. that moment, contribute to make that moment happen because those are the most powerful moments when a child actually can sit there and say, this is great. I, I'm just, I'm loved by these people and I, you know, this is fun, but it's, they see past all that. They're looking around. Their sense of safety is, am I, am I safe? And if I am, wow, I can connect. And if I can connect, I can go enjoy these things and do these things safely. Isn't it amazing that the best gift that you can give a child is trust and hope? Yes. You can have a hundred million dollars in the bank, but if you don't give a child trust, a sense of safety, a sense of peace, um, a sense of uh, love that comes with that, money doesn't matter. And for a child, it's worth everything to be able to feel safe with a parent, safe with a friend, safe with their peers. And so that is invaluable. Could not, you could not say it better. Vulnerability, what a, what a, what a sacred, what a sacred thing to be, to be, to be vulnerable and to have adults around you who, who protect that. <laughs> right. Not every kid's have that. So. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Drake Bassett, the president and CEO of the Palmer House. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. We have Drake Bassett, the president and CEO of the Palmer House, and we're, we're talking about the incredible work that they do to protect kids, frankly, at the end of the day. That's kind of what they're doing and giving kids hope and a trusting environment that can that can help maybe help them find success in their world, whatever that looks like. You know, the one thing that I think about, I can't help but think this way because I was a volunteer in probation at the Harrison County uh, Youth Court many, many years ago. Saw some tough situations during those days as a publisher, as a paramedic early in my life. I, you know, I've seen some stuff and I've, you know, being a publisher for many, many years, we've covered some really just horrendous situations. And what it causes me to do as a grandfather, first as a father and now as a grandfather, is when I'm with my kids or when I'm with my grandkids, I think about coming back to that vulnerability, how I think of their them, them as there's something sacred about them and that our role as parents and grandparents are to protect that is to create a sacred trust an impenetrable sacred, sacred trust, protecting them in every possible way, physically, mentally, and otherwise. There's, there's a, for healthy families, this is sort of, this is um, understood. This is understood. But so many families, it's, it's not understood. There are too many families. I, I mentioned that during the break that Judge Dickinson said that over 90% of the cases he's involved with at the Harrison County Youth Court is involves dr over 90% invo involve drug or alcohol abuse of some sort. And the and this instability that creates in a child's life is just you've seen it at its worst. You, if you were to tell the stories of what you've seen, Drake, you could. We could spend the next several shows talking about it. And I'm not trying to draw that out of you. It's only to say, in, in this part of the conversation, is to simply say that when, when Palmer House comes to the table, your goal is to create stability. Well, that's right. Because they're coming out of, uh, in, in some ways, situations we really can't imagine when we talk about it. We summarize with general descriptions. Well, there's, you know, uh, abuse, neglect, and these words, after a while, they, they get kind of gray. And what you're really talking about is one story at a time, um, an environment at a time, thrown off, to your point, by adults, for whatever reason, have not embraced the responsibility to create a safe environment for children. Now, there really are so many parents across the country, uh, you know, uh, mothers, fathers, some together, some not, who are really busting their tail to do everything they can in the environment that they're in to, to make it safe. I applaud them, admire them. Um, and then there's a percentage of the world, okay, who bring children into the environment and are indifferent that's my only conclusion, is that they are indifferent or they are thoroughly distracted by some of the things you mentioned. When you introduce drugs into a home environment with children who are healthy and innocent and young, presumably, when you introduce an excess of alcohol, when you introduce uh, media, okay, that is destructive, not constructive, destructive, into a home environment that a child is forced to absorb, has no control over that, um, or other experiences in a neighborhood or in a, in a home, you're, you're contributing to a, a rapid you know, uh, decline to their sense of safety and their sense of well-being. And then they're having to survive. 
even with parents around, they're already working out how to survive. And so when situations like that, and, and as I mentioned, you know, you say, well, what, what does COVID have to do with something like that? Why would COVID change? Well, think about somebody getting by on a low end job. That's the money that they got for food. And all of a sudden they don't have that job. Now there's no money. Um, and so they try to come up with ways to find money. So you see crime start to escalate for different reasons. Well, what if that, what if the provider of that safe environment, supposedly, has now embraced in crime, is, is not able to deal with it, and so they're going to check out, and they're going to soothe with drugs all night, all week, or whatever. This environment gets really unstable quickly. Um, so there are plenty of documents out there to suggest that during the worst parts of COVID, um, you know, we weren't hearing too much about abuse and things like that. Well, most of that's reported through schools and things like that. That's where it's, well, they weren't going to school. So all of a sudden you don't see those stats, but you know it's happening. And so now we're starting to see some of these children come out of those environments where during COVID, because of some of those reasons, alcohol was a huge deal. If someone's drinking all day in the home, what do you think is gonna happen by five o'clock? They start taking it yeah. out on children. They start taking it out on their home environment. So you, you destroy the promise and the hope of a safe environment, which is what children need the most. And you, you, you're, you're spending a career with your team creating that safe environment. If people want to learn more about the Palmer House, what can they do? Yeah, they just need to go to palmerhome.org and read about us. Uh, and, and I think that we try to share on our website not only what we do, but also the idea that this is, it's possible. You can create a moment. You can create a scenario. You can reinforce the work that we're doing, which is completely committed to that very thing. We are committed to the well-being and safety of children. And not just that, but to build a life. And that's the best thing. We're seeing some great, great stories right now of children who've come out of those very difficult situations, but they got on their feet, they got connected, they felt safe, and they're building a future. And you seem, I mean, you're getting into generations now. So one of the yeah. things I want to do, one of the things I want to do, I want to build a, f a future show with you and two or three of the kids who have come going on to do great things in their lives who can look back now and say how it mattered to them and to tell their stories and to say there is hope. And uh, sometimes, you know, you hear, you hear directly sometimes from authorities, sometimes you hear from family members, sometimes you hear from friends. There, there's a lot of ways you find out that there needs to be a kid that needs to move to a foster care scenario. But, um, but I'd like to tell that story in more detail. And we're at the end of our time together, but you go to palmerhome.org, please take the time. This may be a good organization to pay it forward with. I, I mean, if you were touched by the conversation we had, there are, so, there are a thousand points of light all over Mississippi. This is just one of them. But if you're touched by it, do some research and see if this is one for you. Hey, Drake, thank you so much, my friend. Great to see you. Thanks so much. You bet. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.